everyone today I'm going to be talking to you about the spirit of error and um, it's very interesting well it's interesting to me but I and I hope you find it interesting and useful so I'm just gonna get right into it error is defined in programming as a mental mistake made by a programmer that may result in a program fault you see when a program is faulty um, it doesn't work the way it's supposed to anymore because it's now being um, interrupted by an error so think of it like a virus. It's not exactly the same thing, but think of it in that way. The spirit of error is kind of the same way. The spirit of error is a spirit of bondage. It enslaves you to your mistake. It binds you to the to the thing that you were preoccupied with. And Second Thessalonians two eleven it describes well if you read that whole thing in context what it's talking about is um, that there's lawless people mm, who refuse to love the truth and they refuse to be saved so because of that God gives them over to that misleading influence and it's a spirit of error to believe what is false and so um, and following that Second Peter three seventeen says knowing this beforehand. Um, we should be careful not to be carried away with the error of lawless people and lose our own stability. In that context, it was talking about those who blaspheme um, against, um, or those who blaspheme because they do not understand the promise of the Lord's day. The, the, that's, that is the second coming of Jesus, and they keep asking the question, "Why isn't um, the promise?" Well, where is Jesus essentially? Why hasn't he come back? He promised to come back and he hasn't all this time. And they blaspheme because they don't understand. And because of that, God gives them over to that spirit of error. Gives gives them over to just continue, you know, believing what is false. And so we have to be careful. You know, we have to be careful not to get carried away with the error of lawless people, lest we lose our own stability. If we're not careful, we can get carried away and we can fall into error like that and become enslaved to false mindsets and false ideologies. And in Second Samuel 6-7, it says, The anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah and God struck him down there because of his error and he died there beside the ark of God. Now in context, that story is talking about um, the, um, the guy who was trying to prevent the, the ark of God from falling and he touched it and he wasn't supposed to touch it and you see sometimes we do things in in, in, in impulses and reflexes that because that's our old nature you see okay so we all know we've been born again born into a new nature but sometimes you see the old nature creeps up on us and we find ourselves in certain situations where impossibly we act like our old selves we know we're not supposed to you see our, our, our heart our new heart knows that we're not supposed to, but our head, okay, our head isn't thinking what the heart is thinking. Our head is thinking, this is how I'm used to doing things, and that's how I'm going to do it. And so you find yourself, and that's how you find Christians saying, well, I know I'm a Christian, but I would have slapped her in this situation. You see, because we know that it's irrational, but it's our impulses. It's our, it's our impulses. Okay, that's that's where the error is. That's what that spirit of error is. We find ourselves, we find ourselves um, acting in, on impulse. And so Uzzah, he was trying to do something good, but in the end, ended up doing something that greatly offended God. And so God struck him down there, and he died because of his error. And so we need to know the difference between when God is tapping our hearts and calling us to do something, and when the devil is using someone or something to steal and waste our time. We respond what we ought to respond to who calls us. You see, some people are called by people. They're not really called by God. Okay? 
and so they are controlled by people when people don't like the message they're preaching they'll change the message but if you're really called by God you see God is consistent so if you're called by God you'll be consistent your message will be consistent your actions will be consistent if you're called by people your message will be inconsistent because people change people are inconsistent and this is where Saul made a dangerous mistake he responded to people and ended up disobeying God same thing with Balaam and Balak because of personal gain a king swayed a prophet so far on the path of error that he had to be rebuked by a donkey okay so an error is a mistake but there is a slight difference between an error and a mistake you see mistakes are often easier to correct than errors mistakes may affect a section or a part of the whole project but errors will affect every area of a project so while you can easily go to a section and correct a mistake with an error you have to start all over you have to correct everything now mistakes okay mistakes in your marriage or in anything can be sorted but recovering from error is extra work and this might be a, a bad illustration but bear with me imagining another person's face while um, sleeping with your spouse is, is a mistake but sleeping with someone who is not your spouse is an error you see both of these things are adultery certainly but the consequences and the steps of repentance for both of these things will be clearly different so obviously we must be wary of making mistakes in general but we have to guard against the spirit of error if we are to deliver others from error we have to guard our own hearts from error remember the speck and log illustration that Jesus gave if we don't first rid ourselves of the spirit of error with what conviction are we gonna be able to turn the hearts of others away from that same spirit and don't think that it's not up to you to help your fellow believer to overcome the spirit of error James 5.20 tells us that anyone who turns back to God, a believer who had fallen into error, will save that person's soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. And I found that scripture very, very interesting, that if you turn back a believer who had fallen into error, you cover a multitude of sins. You know what else scripture says covers a multitude of sins? Love. To turn someone away from error is to show that person love. By doing this, you fulfill the commandment to love your neighbor as yourself. Okay? So how? How do we discern the spirit of error in a person? 1 John 4, 6 says, We are from God, and whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Now this scripture is speaking for believers. It's not speaking to unbelievers because scripture actually automatically assumes that all unbelievers are in error so how can you identify the spirit of error in a believer so whoever is not of God will not listen to his word and we're not talking about physically hearing because James also tells us um, that true listening is obedience if you if you go back to our previous po podcast called the QSS protocol you see there that we examine that true obedience to listen or what what scripture calls listening is true obedience so where there is no obedience, where a believer is not, where a said believer is not in obedience, that's how you know whether they're operating in the spirit of truth, whether they're being motivated by God, or they're walking in the spirit of error and being motivated by Satan. And so, check whether they obey what the Word of God says. Check whether they obey the Holy Spirit. And that's how you know if someone is living in obedience or not. And you can also apply this to your own life check whether you're really being motivated by God or you're really being motivated by Satan are you obeying the Holy Spirit are you doing what the Word of God says um, the opposite of 
the spirit of error is a spirit of excellence. Daniel 6 4 says, um, the high officials tried to find a ground of complaint um, against Daniel, but they could not find any ground for complaint or any fault because he was faithful and no error was found in him. And Daniel, um, if you read Daniel 1, you see that God had given Daniel a spirit of excellence. When you walk in excellence, you'll be blameless. And when you're blameless, no one can find any faults in you. Walking in excellence actually starts with walking in purity and walking in holiness. So we have podcasts as well. There's also messages on dealing with how to stay on the path of purity and how to walk in, in, in holiness and how to walk in the spirit of excellence. You can study Romans 12 and Psalm 119 all detail how to walk in the spirit of excellence but just to round up and the question I'll leave um, with you today is are you living in error or are you walking in excellence error will keep you in bondage excellence will set you free <laughs> um, let's pray as we close um, Daddy, in Jesus' name, I ask for everyone under the sound of my voice that their life and their ministry shall be consistent with your word and your instructions. May they stand firm against false doctrines and ideologies. May they not be easily swayed by the opinions of people. Bestow upon your sons and daughters a spirit of excellence and give them the grace to live a life of true freedom in Christ Jesus. Amen. <laughs>